Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, my Lord, enough with the leadership of Aaron Rodgers. Everybody wake up to the truth. And the Packers are about to enter a darkness retreat of their own. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, on Sirius XM Channel 80, on your smart speaker. And, of course, you can watch us on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It is a big-time Friday. We've got so much to get to. Adam Schefter joins us in 20 minutes with the very latest around the league one hour from now. It is Christopher Mad Dog Russo, but let us start in Canton. Hey, it's Amber Wilson coming up on Monday. We- or not. <laughs> we start in Canton last night. I got to tell you, I am completely completely sick already of what is going on with Aaron Rodgers in leadership. This morning, the first thing I do is look up and see on GetUp that there is all kinds of talk about the leadership, a graphic. How about the leadership of Aaron Rodgers? How big of a factor is that going to be for the New York Jets this year? You see last night, a guy like Zach Wilson throwing a bomb for a touchdown, and all of a sudden, everybody's excited. And then he's over on the sideline. He's sitting with Aaron Rodgers. He is breaking it all down. We're making him better. Aaron Rodgers is the leader for Zach Wilson. He's eventually going to make him a representative NFL quarterback. Look at everything he has done in the preseason. I look up on first take a second ago. Leadership of Rodgers. Guys. This is not a knock on Aaron Rodgers, but whatever his leadership factors are, whatever he's showing you right now is just that. It's a big show, okay? When you want to look and see how things go when it really matters, that's what's most important. Leadership, is that important? Of course it is. But does it actually matter When we're in the middle of the season with a 40-year-old quarterback who last year had a god-awful year. A god-awful year. Listen, when you are 26th in QBR, when you are nowhere to be seen in OTAs last year because you're frustrated with the team, right or not in what they did or did not do to help you over the last few years, you did that all to yourself. And I've heard so much about Rodgers being banged up. Like, that's a big factor for him last year. It may have been. But you know what? He's out there. And if you're on the field, it's not an excuse. Why do we all refuse to acknowledge that Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old? Why is that? Why is it that when we look up and expect a player who won MVPs a couple of years ago and had a very down year last year, well, it's all about the injury. And it's all about everybody he had around him. None of it's his fault. Now, some of it's his fault, guys. And when you've come here, right now, this is not about leadership. This is about what this guy's going to do during the season. And let's be truthful. You don't know. I don't know. Not everybody is Tom Brady. Not everybody is Tom Brady. Not everybody plays until they're 45 years old at an incredibly high level. Tom Brady is an anomaly. He is not the new rule. At least not yet. Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets was an exceptionally good thing for that organization. There is no getting around that. He gives the Jets credibility. 
he gives the Jets a chance to win a Super Bowl in the next two years. And frankly, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl with the Jets in the next two years, that's a huge disappointment. Doesn't have to be this year. Jets make the playoffs this year. Everybody's going to be happy because it's back to relevance. Aaron Rodgers doesn't win a Super Bowl. You know what he accomplished? Same thing as Mark Sanchez. Maybe not even what Mark Sanchez did. Mark Sanchez went at least to the AFC Championship game twice. Why? Because he had a great running game and a great defense around him. In theory, you would like to think that the Jets certainly could have the great defense part. Brees Hall is coming back, but is he full-on going to be 100% off of his injury last year? Dalvin Cook is not here yet. There are good weapons here. Everybody's excited about Garrett Wilson, and they should be. Dude's going to be a tremendous receiver. You can look amazing in training camp. You can do all the right things. You can show up in the offseason and ingratiate yourself to New York and show up and do the OTAs, which, frankly, I was very happy about. I had a big question. Is he going to do it? Or is he just going to go and do his own thing and show up? No. Dude has shown up. He has done everything he's supposed to do. Guess what? That's the job. You don't automatically get a gold star for doing your job. That's what you're supposed to do. So if you're going to get sucked in right now by all of the leadership talk, when we are barely in August, you are asking for heartbreak. This matters what he is actually doing on the field in the middle of the season. He feels great right now. He's had an entire offseason to rest and get ready. And when you're that age, you're going to be feeling really good after that much rest. But I also know that when you get into the thick of the season, things get a little bit harder. The shots you take take a little bit longer to recover from. It's not we're going to feel great immediately. Guys, don't worry about the leadership of Aaron Rodgers. Don't worry about whether or not he's going to continue to play or get back to playing at an MVP level as he was a few years ago. Even if it's middle of the road and the Jets are better, everybody's going to be happy. But I got to tell you, as much as we talk about the Jets and if they had scored the league average in points last year, they would have won 11 games and all that, that's great. If the Jets go to the playoffs this year, but Aaron Rodgers throws for 3,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, 10 picks, how are you going to feel about that? How you should feel? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because that doesn't get you a Super Bowl the next year, and it doesn't just be about being healthy. You know, that's the thing. Like, everybody wants to talk about the fact that he wasn't healthy during the season last year. It takes longer to get healthy. Don't get sucked in right now. Don't get sucked in by leadership when that ultimately will not make the difference. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Here's the other thing. If you want to go and look at the team that he left, it's about to get ugly in Green Bay. Listen to Rob Domofsky. ESPN NFL Nation Packers reporter and what he had to say 
with what the Packers are entering into this season? This is a rebuilding year. It's a transition year, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you know, they have Jordan Love basically for this year and next year. You know, they didn't exercise the fifth-year option for 2024, but instead they did a contract extension. You know, really it's a two-year window right now for Jordan Love. Now, if he plays terrible, you know, this year, they can easily, you know, move on. But uh, if, if he shows signs, and is progressing the way they want, then they can really go out next offseason and, and maybe add some pieces because they didn't do that this year. You know, their receivers are three second-year guys in Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Samari Toure, and three rookies. And then their top two tight ends are rookies. So this is, uh, this is without a doubt, a rebuilding transition year. But what they're hoping is that with all these guys being relatively young at the same time, that they build a chemistry and, and that they grow together. You know, this right now, you know, it's a two-year window to see whether Jordan Love is the guy. Well, I don't really think it's a two-year window. You know what? The Green Bay Packers already know whether or not Jordan Love's the guy. And you could say that he hasn't played in games enough for them to know that. Dude, he's been around for three years. They already have a pretty good idea of what's going on. And what's going on through training camp? Talking about uh uh-oh, uh-oh. He is sailing the ball over receivers' heads. He's getting picked. I mean, there was a clip of Rob Domofsky actually doing a hit on ESPN Radio the other day. And he's on the sideline during practice. And he says, like, oh, uh, and Jordan Love just sailed another ball over a receiver's head. Oh, he, he, he just got picked again as we're talking. He's been bad in training camp, guys. He's been really bad. Listen, Aaron Rodgers, even though he acted the way he acted the last few years, was not wrong in what he was saying. The Packers did need to help him. But if they don't have a quarterback in Jordan Love, think about how good they have had it for a really long time. Put this into perspective for a moment, if you will. For 30 years, since 1993... The Green Bay Packers have been in the postseason 22 times in 30 seasons. That is 73% of the time. And they have had two quarterbacks, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Teams don't have that level of consistency. That doesn't happen. Speaking of anomalies, you know what happened before 1993? 25 years prior, the Green Bay Packers made the playoffs twice. Twice in 25 years. That was after they won Super Bowl two. Two! From that point on, two playoff appearances in 25 years. Do the Packers feel like a team that is headed in a direction of being one that is, you know, uh, this is just a one-year step backward? No, this kind of feels bigger than that. Because if Jordan Love is playing poorly this year, that means they're going to have to go and draft another quarterback as much as they can get out. They're not going to give him another year, guys. Even though he hasn't played a ton, He has been with them for three years. They have a pretty good idea of what he is. And things are not getting easier in the NFC North for the Packers. The Bears are coming. 
They just signed Yannick Ngakwe yesterday. They've got a quarterback. For the first time, speaking of 30 years, we're talking about the Detroit Lions. Even the Vikings are at least representative. The darkness retreat really is going to be the next few years for the Packers, at least. If he's not the guy, and folks, Jordan Love is not the guy. They already know that. They already know that. But you know what happened? They made the mistake of drafting him in 2020 with a late first-round pick. And now, after all the stupid drama with Rodgers, and over the last few years, everybody's at fault in all of it. Guda Kunst, Murphy, Rodgers, they've all been a huge part of everything that went wrong. Now they have to play him. Now they have to play him. It ain't going to be pretty. And then, when does it get turned around? Your guess is as good as mine. You better hope it's not another 25 years. Green Bay, you think it's cold now? You wait. December at 3 and 9. That's a hell of a lot chillier on the frozen tundra. Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, and more, along with your ATV. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Has the NFC North completely turned on its head? Is it a disappointment in New York if Aaron Rodgers doesn't win a Super Bowl with the Jets? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We give you an opportunity, and we get the very latest with Adam Schefter in moments. Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Interesting moves happening in the league, too, right now. Plus the holdouts. Let's get the very latest on it. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny. Sirius XM Channel 80 on ESPN Radio. We welcome in Adam Schefter, the premier NFL insider, of course, of ESPN, who joins us right now. Adam, appreciate a few minutes. And it's a busy time as training camp is going. Uh, first of all, um, get us caught up here on the very latest when we talk about some of the holdouts that are going on right now, whether it's Nick Bosa, whether it's uh, what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. Which of the situations that we see, Zach Martin, Chris Jones, what seems like the most tenuous between team and player? Well, I think the one that stands out the most, of course, is Jonathan Taylor. Now, I could give you just a quick snapshot of each of these, right? Chris Jones is talking with the Chiefs. We'll see if they can get something figured out. It doesn't seem like Dallas and the uh, Zach Martin have made much progress at all right now. Uh, Josh Jacobs not under contract, so he's not technically a holdout. J.K. Dobbins is under contract, is coming off injury, but looks to also have a little case of contractitis where you don't play until you get the contract you want. (laughs) And Nick Bosa is in a situation where, and I think this is very interesting, Chris, he is on his rookie contract. And because he's on his rookie contract, his $50,000 a day fine that he's subject to, that Chris Jones is subject to, that Zach Martin is subject to, those $50,000 a day fines for Nick Bosa are rescindable by the team because he's on the rookie contract. Chris Jones, Zach Martin, not rescindable. Those fines stand, and so with each day that passes, it costs each of those guys $50,000 for not being in camp. The 49ers can waive Nick Bosa's fines if and when they get a deal done, and so I think that removes the urgency to getting a deal done between the two sides right now because Nick Bosa doesn't have to rush. He can miss training camp, get a deal done mid-August, late-August, they'll be ready for the start of the season. Now, as for Jonathan Taylor, that to me is the one where you know, every side has its own viewpoint, and you can make an argument that every side is correct. Jonathan Taylor uh, is three years into his career, going into the fourth year, uh, has had a tremendous career, even though he had some injuries last year, and, and wants to be paid like a top running back. Uh, the Colts say, well, the running back market's flat. We, if we don't want to negotiate with you, you're under contract this year. We could franchise tag you the next two years. We have your contractual rights for three years in a flat market. Why should we do anything? I understand their point of view. I understand Jonathan Taylor's point of view. And so it's really a tough situation to navigate through, and I think everybody's all worked up, and it's probably best if both sides take a step back and, uh, reconvene here and, and, and try to come up with a solution to the issue that right now seems difficult to produce. Adam, if you're another player, uh, other players in the league at another position, what position should you be worried about the most being the next running back, so to speak, where you're not going to have a ton of leverage in the future? Because that, I would imagine, is a topic of conversation among the NFLPA membership. I don't think that's an issue. Well, first of all, there's uh, uh, there's basically um, 
a situation where there's seven years left on the current CBA. Mm-hmm. So the, the position that's gotten hammered here is running backs. You know, offensive line's not going to take a hit. Wide receiver's not going to take a hit. Quarterback's not taking a hit. Defensive line's not taking a hit. Linebacker, eh, a little bit, but not really. Yeah, I mean, even the price of safeties has gone up. So, I, to me, running back is in its own category, Chris, by itself. Adam Schefter, of course, ESPN NFL insider, joining us. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Adam, uh, I'm fascinated by what's going on in Green Bay with Jordan Love right now. Uh, he doesn't seem like he's had the best camp so far. Uh, the Packers have uh, another either first or second round pick next year, depending on how much uh, Aaron Rodgers plays for the Jets this season. Uh, when you look at that situation overall, how is Green Bay approaching it with Jordan Love and their confidence level? I think they're fully behind Jordan Love. I think that they expect him to produce. It doesn't mean anything to me that he hasn't been as sharp so far. It's early. Uh, they haven't even played a preseason game yet. And I, I think they've probably been in pads for single-digit practices. So I think people are getting way ahead of this right now. Now, again, if he plays well, he's their quarterback. It's not even an issue. Mm-hmm. If he has an abysmal season and the franchise in a, has an abysmal year, could they then look for a quarterback? Sure, that's possible because you're talking about what is supposed to be a great quarterback draft next year. So, yes, if your team struggles and doesn't produce any quarterback, is going to be subject to that. But I just don't think that that's anywhere close to what this organization's thinking right now. I think that they are behind him. I think they believe in him. I think that they think he's going to be a really good quarterback. And I think people are a little spoiled by the fact that the Packers have had a run here of three and a half decades of Hall of Fame quarterback play. Three and a half decades. Okay, some franchises don't get a single year. And they've had three and a half continuous decades of it. So, Let's give Jordan Love some time. He deserves that. Let's see how he plays over the course of the season. And we have plenty of time in the offseason to figure out if quarterback would be an area that they would even look. Yeah, and not a factor for quite some time has been the Chicago Bears because of the Packers' dominance in the NFC North. It's Adam Schefter with us. That's where we're going next. How is Justin Fields viewed uh, by the league and by his own team right now as they head into this season? Well, I I think they believe that he's – ready to take the next step when he took a big step last season. The guy was, you know, a human highlight show, uh, one of the most exciting players in the league to watch last year. Obviously, he's got to elevate his passing game, and they had to elevate the weapons around him, which is one of the reasons that they acquired D.J. Moore from Carolina. He was the very last piece in the trade that involved the number one overall pick that labeled the Panthers to go get Bryce Young. And Chicago wasn't going to do the deal without D.J. Moore, and Carolina didn't want to give him up and balked at giving up D.J. Moore. But in the end, ultimately, they decided that if they were going to get up to number one, they had to include D.J. Moore. So so here's the year where uh, the Bears have gone out and they, they've given Justin Fields some more help. Uh, he's got another year in the system with Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator. Let's see if he elevates, continues to elevate the way that he did last year, which is like, I think is the expectation right now in Chicago. Adam, uh, speaking of Chicago, and we're keeping it there for a sec, Yannick Ngakwe signs yesterday with the Bears. You look at the last few years, this guy has done nothing but produce. I think he's got 35 and a half sacks over the last four years, yet he's on his fifth team during that stretch. Is that just an anomaly, or is, why is it that that's been the case with a guy who is that valuable as a pass rusher? I, I think some of it has been contractual. 
Uh, I think at one point, you know, he was in a contract dispute with the Jacksonville Jaguars that was long and arduous uh, and wound up with him being traded. And then he got traded again when um, I'm trying to remember the exact, I think he's been traded three times. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And on at least two of those occasions, maybe three, uh, the teams really didn't want to have to give him up, but to get back what they wanted did. And I just think it's one of those things where it just hasn't worked out the way that people would think. Uh, he's been traded a lot, but there aren't many players who in the first week of August are getting $10 million guaranteed on a one-year deal hmm. who are still on the street. That, 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 that tells you uh, that the confidence level in him across the league is still hot because th- that is a very rare situation that a player gets that much money at this time of the year, but that's exactly what he got from Chicago, a one-year, $10.5 million deal that included $10 million of guaranteed money. Adam Schefter with his last one for you, uh, ESPN NFL Insider. Adam, what has your attention most storyline-wise over the next 10 days, two weeks of training camp? Well, a lot of times it's whatever happens. Sometimes we don't even know, right? Mm -hmm. You can't even predict what that's going to be. All of a sudden, a story will flare up out of nowhere that you didn't see coming. But if we're just talking about the obvious ones, what we're looking at, I I think you're looking at um, the holdouts, all of them, Chris, Mm -hmm. right? Which one's going to start breaking first. I don't know how much action we'll get here quickly on any of them, uh, but the deeper we get into August, the more urgency there should be surrounding all of those situations. So I I think those are the things you're watching here is who shows up to camp, who doesn't show up to camp, who continues to sit, who gets a new deal, who doesn't. You know, Jonathan Taylor, I, I think, is probably the biggest name with the most uncertainty. Like, we all think that Nick Bosa... There's no question he's going to be back with the 49ers, not going anywhere. Zach Martin's kind of stuck with Dallas. Could he retire on them? Well, we'll see about that. Chris Jones in Kansas City, uh, I think eventually they figure out a way to work that out. Josh Jacobs, uh, my guess, his decision, but my guess is we'll see him, you know, the week of the opener, maybe not before then. Um, There's your holdouts basically right now, right? Yeah, appreciate it. Great stuff as usual. Thanks, Adam, for the insight as always. You got it, Chris. Have a great day. You too. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider, the premier NFL insider. Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Now, last week, I got a lot of response on, uh, I, I, it's not an incident, I wouldn't call it an incident. I would. A lot of times I think I overuse that word, but I tend to find myself in these situations where I have questions about what the social responsibility is, and I get frustrated when I feel like I'm getting screwed. <laughs> Let's just be honest about it. I got into the whole bagel thing yesterday. We know about that. By the way, went this morning, shamed into asking for extra butter. You think there weren't looks around the bagel store around here? Of course there were. Of course there were. Eh. Look at Fatty McButterpants. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they said. Uh, listen. Once you walked out the door. If you think people aren't judging you whenever they look at you, <laughs> they may not care, but I, I just automatically assume that I'm being judged all the time. This is a bit of egocentrism going on. No, it's, it's called... Um, I, it's not ego. 
it's more like, what's the word? Insecurity. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> I was going to say this sounds like a you problem, and now I know it is. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Anyway, so last week we got into, I asked a question. I was in Costco, and I had gone for two samples of what was an absolutely delicious grilled cheese, a uh, little mini pocket type frozen deal. Uh, you know, you could buy one box and it was like, you know, 50 of them, 50 of those little mini pockets. And I, I didn't do that. I was buying other things, but I know that if I buy that, I'm going to eat that within like two or three days. Um, Costco is transitioning now, apparently, to self-serve kiosks to replace human sample reps. I just told you about the shame that I felt this morning. Well, the question I was asking last week was, how many is appropriate slash acceptable to go for the free samples? And the answer seemed to vary. Some people, no shame whatsoever. As many as you want. That's what you're there for. Others, eh, you got to go one. You got to go one and move on. Which, like, I mean, come on. Let's be realistic. I settled in, and on the third one I went in for, I got the look. So now, God bless Costco, I think, because they are going to self-serve kiosks, is this going to cost people jobs? That kind of, did my whole rant, like, lead to this? Speaking of egocentric, I mean, (laughs) Cam, now it seems like, is a self-serve kiosk going to be judging me for going back for four and five of them? Bubba, does this completely change the game now from what it was before? It kind of feels like Costco is saying big people don't have shame. You do what you got to do. Yeah, I think there's no question that this is not a coincidence that you, you know, post on your TikTok and then a week later they're like, listen, we got to let people do what they want to do. At the same time, it's completely your fault that three people within the Costco stores all across America and everywhere else are now out of a job. Yeah, so, completely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, that's on you. Yeah. But now you can get, you know, four grilled cheese samples whenever you want. So yeah. the pros and cons. Listen, I had the little tiny sausage on the toothpick. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get on board with that. But here's the thing. It wasn't about me. It was about starting a conversation. Bubba, I don't think it was an outlandish conversation. Well, I, I think we just talked about it yesterday. We have the guy who's suing Taco Bell and all the other different places. And, and we mentioned, we said the word hero because, you know, we, we say, what can I do? I always go to, you know, get the food and it's never good. What can I, This guy stepped up to the plate and it turns out you stepped up to the plate too. Yes, some people lost their job. Sad. But in the end, <laughs> in the end, hundreds of people, thousands of people are going to be able to get as many samples of they want as they want because of Chris Carlin, a.k.a. Fatty McButterpan. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Now, that's a good legacy. That's not bad. Uh, that's uh, Yeah, uh, maybe not. I, I mean, listen, in every war, there's collateral damage, right? I mean, hopefully we're winning the war. I'm sure they can throw them in the back and do something, stock some shelves. Or they'll, they'll find something for them. They'll be okay. <laughs> that's great. Thanks. Carlin and Fagrini, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. AI is going to freaking own us. It's just it's getting more and more ridiculous by the moment. I can't wait till they got, you know, AI's got a, a fat, bald version throwing out hot takes all over the place. Carlin 6.0. <laughs> or 600.0.
I could say more. I won't. Carlin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. One of the most prolific college football programs of the last decade is really the linchpin in all of college realignment. And they are very much in play. We'll discuss next on ESPN Radio. We'll do it after Bubba, who just seconds ago was in my corner, decided to yell into my ear, live read. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and, more importantly, your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Greeny, the podcast. Just to pull the curtain back for a second on Bubba, this is what a bad guy Bubba can really be. Like, we have uh, our friends from Granger, we have one read for them for the during the show. One in the in the two hours. You can do that. It's just not a set time. You have to do it. Su- suggested time. And I'm finishing making my point, trying to get out. And Bubba, as I throw to break. Not waits one, not waits two seconds, and then just says in my ear, live read. <laughs> just to just to really make it look bad. Thanks. Well, you know, I had I wrote down Granger ten thirty eight, so <laughs> we really just couldn't come back from it. Plus, <laughs> I'm not gonna let my boys from Granger down who sponsor who you got. So if they say Granger's a ten thirty eight, we're doing Granger ten thirty eight. Whether you do it or I have to do it, we're getting it done. Fair. Like Granger, getting it done. 
Get it's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80. Here's the very latest on the whole college conference realignment situation. Pete Thamel, ESPN College Football Insider, tweeting uh, just a little while ago, sources with the Pac-12 president meeting at the top of the hour that was coming up at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time, there's optimistic at the league's grant of rights being signed. The key linchpin is Oregon school trending toward not going to the Big Ten. Oregon expected to stay in the Pac-12, barring an 11th hour change, and that could keep the league together. This comes after Arizona was finalizing a deal with the Big 12. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are all seemingly headed for the Big 12 at this point. You've heard a lot without getting too far into the weeds here about how the Pac-12 is going to have a new streaming deal with Apple. And talking to people around college athletics the last couple of days, number one, I get the impression that it's not going to be a cut-and-dried amazing deal for the Pac-12, that like there's going to be costs on, on their part that are absolutely incurred. And more than anything, it, it's going to look nice, but maybe it's not as great as you think it's going to be. Number two, I really feel like we've got a chance for Clemson to be the absolute linchpin for all of this right now. Think about Clemson for a moment and what they have done in college football over the last 10 to 12 years, the powerhouse that they have become. We've heard a lot about Florida State the last couple of days. How attractive do you think Clemson is to the Big Ten? How attractive is Clemson, especially to the Big 12 and certainly the SEC? If you're Clemson, does going to the SEC really make great sense? You want to be at the top of your league year in and year out. And I'm not saying keep it easy, but what is their best route to that? If you're Clemson, if you're Florida State, It is to keep the ACC together. It may not be the conference that it used to be, but going somewhere else doesn't necessarily help them. But Clemson right now, I hear a lot of things about Clemson very much being in play in a lot of different places, whether it could be the Big Ten. You know, I think they're trying to get them clear some hurdles that could make them a real option for them. I think the Big 12, think about the Big 12 for a second. You got Brett Yormark, who has taken over, And for him to add a school like Clemson when the Big 12 a couple of years ago when Texas and Oklahoma was leaving felt like it was dead in the water, if he adds Clemson, he's going to keep his job for life. And even if that means having to pay, maybe they go and pay Clemson a few more bucks uh, in the future than some of the other schools for the first couple of years. Try to sweeten the deal. Like, all of this is headed in one direction, and it's clear that we are headed for at least three and maybe 
all the way down to two. Listen to our guy Paul Feinbaum on Get Up this week. It will take a few years. Two super conferences right now are the Big Ten and the SEC. Uh, they look like the NFL uh, right now. They have all these multiplicity of leagues, especially the Big Ten with three or four different partners. And the Big 12 right now has emerged as number three. The ACC is, is the league, Alan, that, that has some serious soul searching to do right now. But ultimately, we, we are going to get to this. It, it will happen quickly because as Pete has reported a thousand times, nothing happens quickly in college football. No, it doesn't. But at the same time, uh, when it does, it seemingly comes out of nowhere. In other words, things are being worked on right now that will pop up and it will just blow your mind out of it, out of nowhere. I think within five years, it's three super conferences and within 10, it's two. Paul couldn't be more right about that. It's not a great thing. It's not a great thing. Do you want to have, like, a big 36, <laughs> honestly? <laughs> or the Southeastern Conference with Colorado and Arizona State eventually? Last time I checked, that's not the Southeast. It's not, it's not even geographic, but I think college football is so much better when it's not as spread out as it's really become. It, when you have these kinds, I mean, I, I had heard rumors of, like USC trying to build a small facility in the middle of the country. Like this is how absurd that we are getting to take care of their athletes. This does not help college athletics at all. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.